Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. We've good. had a busy, busy time as always. I it think is. every week we get on here and we're like, it's been a busy weekend. Yeah, well, this week is particularly nuts. I mean, the week coming up, we're trying to get uh, haircuts for the boys. And oh, we're my like, goodness. You know, it's, we're, no, we're we've been literally trying. Out, no, you know? if everybody saw them at church, yes, we know everyone needs a haircut. But it no, it's not been six. No, we've tried. I've been trying for three weeks to get a haircut between the hours of the shop and the sports schedules. It's just crazy. And company and stuff yeah that's so true. we have that's just shaggy crazy, shaggy haired boys yep shaggy haired boys shaggy haired dad i gotta get a haircut actually matthews is not too bad because i got a big wedding coming up this friday saturday oh yes that's right Matt Matt Olson's Olson's daughter. daughter is getting married Paige and caleb so uh-huh. that's gonna be an exciting exciting uh, event for us so i gotta look good for that okay you know well i don't yeah. think they're worried about i think they're worried about the bride and not worried about you well, I hope they're worried about the bride, but still, you know, the, the pastor's got to look good, too. <laughs> no one cares. So. Okay, fine. Anyways, um, so yes, so that's why, oh my goodness, my dad's just going to sit right down and listen <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> we have family in town. We have my mom and my dad still here. We had my brother and his son, my nephew, Duncan, my one and only nephew, my children's one and only cousin. We're all in town for the weekend, and they are. some of them are still here, and so my dad has planted himself mm-hmm. right in the podcast studio. As long as it doesn't chew in an antler, we're fine. <laughs> yes, the dog is not here. Right. So anyways, they came in town for uh, Sam's final game. Yeah, that was exciting. And his birthday, which they won, and they were 10-0. Yeah, surprising. You know, Fred, uh, Fredericksburg is the big rival. Everybody thought it was going to be a real knockdown, drag-out fight. And well, it was kind not of this a year. Pummeling. My goodness gracious. So. Yeah, I don't think anyone thought it was going to be like that this year, but it usually is a better game. Oh, it's usually a much closer game. I mean, yeah. these rivalry games, even if uh, okay. the teams are unmatched, normally there's a lot of okay. fight to it, but... Uh, no, so you know, Bernie. I think they won forty-two to three or something mm-hmm. like that. Correct. And so now they're ten and zero, and their first playoff is coming up. So there's some more uncertainty for us because you know, of course, we hope that they win every playoff, but you don't know mm-hmm. what the next week is going to be like until the game is over. Right. So, so we're on to that. Okay, but we don't have much to say today because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's been a busy weekend, and um, I guess I left class early on Wednesday night to pick you up. Did. Yep. Elizabeth. So I was only in 40 minutes of the class, but you want to just rehash? I think actually, you stormed out and you slammed the door and you said, and I'm I never didn't. coming back. I didn't. That's what you said. Yeah. I did not. Yeah, you totally okay, did. go ahead. All right, so uh, this is, I believe it was unit uh, 12, mm-hmm. and it's on Joshua, uh, the conquest of the Holy Land. And a couple, a couple of key things. And so uh, Joshua is sort of, it's a transitional book. And so it's the transition between the first five books which tell the stories of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, and then a little bit extended Joseph and Moses. So it tells the story of the patriarchs, kind of uh, setting up uh, the covenants that God made first with Abraham, and then later with his people on Sinai. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second part of the Old Testament is the story of life in the promised land. And so Joshua is that that transitional book where the first section, the first main section of the Old Testament is over, and the second main section is about to begin. They're about to enter the promised land. And so in the beginning five, six chapters of Joshua, we see a couple key things happen. Uh, One key thing is that it's the end of the wilderness wanderings. I mean, they finally do cross through the Jordan River into the promised land. And as soon as they do, uh, then the manna stops. Mm -hmm. And of course, the manna had sustained them for 40 years. So it's the end of the wilderness wanderings. The manna stops. The people celebrate a Passover. 
and as such, it's also kind of um, like Exodus part two or the, the other book end of Exodus. And so, you know, God led his people out of Egypt uh, with the Exodus event, which included the, the sacrifice of the Passover lamb mm-hmm. uh, and then the crossing through the waters of the Red Sea. And now God is leading his people into the promised land again through the crossing of the waters of the Jordan and with a celebration of the Passover, uh, the first in a long time. And this would be a whole new group of people. This is a whole new group so of people. So they didn't do the first one. So they didn't do the first right. one, right. So it's kind of like, a, it's a, it, it kind of bookends mm-hmm. uh, the wilderness wanderings, the 40 years in the wilderness. And it's also a reaffirmation, uh, a reaffirmation of God's covenants with the people. Uh, and so as soon as they enter into the promised land, for whatever reason, we're not really told why, but that generation had not been circumcised. And so the first thing they do is they, they circumcise uh, all the men. Yes. And so that's reaffirming God's covenant with, uh, with Abraham. Uh, and then at the end of Joshua, there will be this great covenant ratification ceremony, reaffirmation, where Joshua will say, you know, choose, for, uh, choose who you will serve. But as for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Right. And all the people say, yes, we'll serve him. So it's this real reaffirmation of what God has done, and if you you know if you imagine the Old Testament as a, um, as a play or something, you can imagine at the end of Joshua, you know the curtain comes down and it's the first uh, intermission. Mm-hmm. So right. that, that's kind of how Joshua is portrayed. So the people come into the Promised Land. Uh, they come in through the crossing of the Jordan River, which I you know oddly enough uh, is where you and you and I have both been mm-hmm. to that place. Yep. You know you remember from Mount Nebo, you can look down and see where Joshua crossed over. Uh-huh. Um, and it's probably also more or less uh, the same area where Jesus was baptized by John. Right. So we went to that site, what they say is the site um, mm-hmm. now. And I was just actually talking to some friends in Ohio who are probably listening now, but they just got back from the Holy Land. Oh, wow. Let's see. She called me right before they left. Yes, they're probably Great. getting back. And she was her church was going to do actual river baptisms. Mm-hmm. You know, we did the sprinkling with the holy water. I think you guys did too. Yeah, well, we, uh, it was the river water. Right, right. but they're going to immerse. Right. Yeah. And she was saying when she saw pictures, it looked pretty bad. And it actually does look pretty bad. Mm-hmm. It's not like clear water. Well, it probably depends, too, <laughs> what time of year. I mean, it's it's like the Cibolo, you know. I mean, yeah. uh, there's sometimes where it, well, the Cibolo's Oh, the Cibolo's, oh, no. But, you know, the, uh, the Guadalupe, let's yeah. say. You know, there's sometimes where it's nice, clear, cool water. Yeah. And other times where it's like kind of nasty yes. and scummy. She so. was worried about it. So I wonder if, if they went through it. Th- you'll have to let us know. That's another argument to sprinkle. Sprinkle, yes. Yeah. Lutheran yeah. sprinkle. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so you were saying. Uh, so, yeah, so, so they crossed through, right? Uh, and then as, as soon as they crossed through into the promised land, so the wilderness wanderings are over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next couple of chapters portray the, the conquest. So remember that God has promised this land to his people, uh, but the land is already occupied. Yep. And so God has promised them, you know, do not fear, do not be afraid. I will lead you into the promised land. I will cause you to inherit it. Just only obey and trust me. Uh, and so these, the next couple of chapters are really portrayed as a holy war. That mm-hmm. is, if, if the people uh, obey God and follow him, then things go well. If the people do not obey God and do not follow him, then things do not go well. Mm-hmm. And so the story of Jericho, you know, where they, they march around the city for six days. And then on the seventh day, they march around seven times. They blow the trumpets. The walls come tumbling down and mm-hmm. the city falls before them. That's really portrayed as holy war. You know, that what... Uh, what gives the conquest of Jericho is the blast of a trumpet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the blast of a trumpet. It's God. Right. right? It's God who does these things. Right. Uh, and the Ark of the Covenant is leading them around. So that, that would be an example of, you know, when they when they do what God tells them, God fights for them and things go well. But when they take matters in their own hands, things don't go so well. Right. And so right after Jericho, uh, the next thing that happens is the town of Ai 
and I is this little, you know, small town. It's like a Bergheim yeah. or something. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, ah, we, we just took Jericho. We took San Antonio. We can easily take I. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, how hard is that? Right. So they march up there and they get their tails handed to them. And it turns out because uh, two things. One is that they didn't ask God first. They didn't ask for his direction. And the other is that they weren't following the, the rules of holy war. That in holy war, you're not supposed to seize any loot or booty for yourself. It's all supposed to be uh, dedicated to God. And there was a man named Achan oh, who had yes. s- uh, stolen some stuff for the himself. sin of Achan. Yeah. Well, that kind of relates to also, this is the way God works. Like with Moses, when he tried to take matters into his own hands with the... Yeah, it's You know, when he point. got mad and mm-hmm. he killed somebody, one of the... Yes, one of the uh, the Hebrew slaves, the, the Egypt slave drivers, right? Right. And basically God sent him away for 40 years to figure that out, right? right. And then um, he had to trust God and get them through the Red Sea. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And, and, and again, we, we see throughout the, old, throughout the story of the Bible, we see these kind of transitional stories where when God is about to do something new for his people, there is this moment where, it, you know, when you read it, you think, my goodness, I mean, why, why did he get so angry at them? Right. But it's because he was teaching them a lesson. So this would be one case. Mm-hmm. Uh, another would be uh, Uzzah. Remember the story where David's bringing the Ark of the Covenant up into Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the ox carrying the ark on the covenant uh, on the ark, ark on the, the cart co- stumble mm-hmm. Uzzah reaches out to steady it and he's struck down dead and you're like well why did he do that right because you know god's you know, trying to teach him a lesson mm-hmm. um another would be ananias and sapphira mm-hmm. so, in the know, new testament in the new testament these two people make a generous donation to the church but they tell people that it's actually more than what it is and so right. god strikes them dead right and you're like wow what is going on here mm-hmm. but in each case you know the lord is about to do a new thing and so it's this demonstration of holiness you know i am holy don't right. don't mess with me right? and listen to it. yeah actually i just read this morning when i was reading in psalm 81 it says about this exact story i am the lord your god who brought you up out of egypt open wide your mouth and i will fill it which he did right mm-hmm. with the man but my people would not listen to me israel would not submit to me so i gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices yeah yeah, and that's really going to be the story of what comes next week in the book of jo- uh, Judges. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to, to set that up in, in Joshua, you know, the book of Joshua is about the conquest of the promised land, how God brings his people into the promised land. And the book of Joshua portrays it as a swift and complete victory. So they, uh, the, the people come in first in the central part uh, of the Holy Land. And then they go down to the south and like lightning blitzkrieg strikes. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around, they head north and the lightning blitzkrieg strikes. They conquer the whole holy land from north to south, from east to west. And the land is subdued and is, and is at peace, it says in Joshua. And so in Joshua, it's portrayed as this, this swift, complete conquest. But then the next book of the Bible, uh, you find out it's not nearly so uh, so swift or complete because there's still a whole bunch of Canaanites right. living in the land, causing a whole bunch of problems for the people. Which I think we discussed that a bit. We did discuss it a bit. Wednesday, yeah. 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 Yes, that will always cause problems, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple of different theories about that. You know, uh, <clears throat> like when you and I were in seminary, one of the theories was, well, clearly you have two different editors here working on the Bible. <laughs> and, you know, two different traditions are right. preserved. and. I don't think that's really the case. Mm-hmm. I think it's more simply a, a, a fact of um, Joshua describes the uh, the conquest of the nation and, and Judges really describes the occupation of it. Right. Uh, so two analogies might be, you know, the Iraq war. Uh, the U.S. forces went in. They conquered Iraq very quickly. Um, but it turned out that the occupation of mm. Iraq, the subduing and the pacification of Iraq, took years and years and years. The conquest was quite simple, but right. the, the pacification took years and it was bloody and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and another example might be, you know, some local history here. 
uh, might be westward expansion. That uh, as as the as the uh, as the settlers moved west and uh, and settled the west, you know the the U.S. Army would send out little forts and they'd say, okay, well the frontier has been pacified, and then they'd move the fort forty miles up the road. Well, that's true. You know, I mean, it, it might have been conquered, but there was still a lot of raids going on back and forth. Right. It was by no means safe. Uh, so I'd say th- those are kind of two analogies, I think, of what's going on in Joshua. Mm-hmm. Is that the land was conquered, uh, but it wasn't yet uh, subdued or pacified or at peace. And as we'll see, those Canaanites who were left in the land caused uh, not only caused all sorts of problems, but they posed all sorts of temptations for the people. They right. Were, the Israelites were always tempted to go after mm-hmm. False the gods. Canaanite gods. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about this week? Yeah, that's what we're talking about uh, this coming, uh, yeah, a couple of days, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. And um, do we have, did we assign a reading? We did. I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it is, let's see, it is, uh, oh boy, I should have written this down. Okay, well. It is, let's see, <clears throat> Judges chapter 2, and that talks about uh, this pattern that the, that the people are going to fall into again and again and again. Judges chapter 2. And then I want to say it was Judges 16 and 17. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which is the story of Samson, you know, a man who could mm-hmm. have been great, mm-hmm. but he blew it. Uh, and then the last the last chapter of Judges, which I think is 29 or something like that, was the last chapter of Judges. Uh, and that's really kind of a, a, a very disturbing, horrifying story, which ends with this, this point. In those days, there was no king. Everyone mm-hmm. did what was right in his own eyes. Right. Uh, and so we'll see how, th- even though the people are in the promised land, Yet their hearts remain in the wilderness, mm, so to speak. Good, good point. Well, it gets confusing because we just preached on David for so long. So, like, I feel like we've already gotten to the kings, but we're only on because you spent so long building up to why they wanted a king. Mm-hmm. But in this class, we're only on the judges. Yeah, so we're getting to the kings. Yeah, but we're, we're not even there yet. So at but, this point, we're still with Joshua, and the next right. week will be the judges. Right. And then the week after that, then we get to the kings. Right. Okay. But it, it gets a little confusing because we've it does. done both. Okay. Yeah. Right. The whole reason they wanted judges, of course, was because Moses was having to do like way too much work. Yeah. Moses was having, he, you know, he uh, he fell prey to something that a lot of us fall prey to, which is a failure to delegate. Failure to delegate. Yes. And it was burning him out. So. Yes. His father-in-law said You don't know anything about that. Oh, no. No. I'm learning. <laughs> Yeah, so his father-in-law told him he needed to appoint judges. Mm-hmm. What was it, 70? 70 men, yep. Okay, and so that they could um, adjudicate all these cases that would come. Exactly. And then in the New Testament, that becomes in the pattern for when Jesus sends out the 70. Mm-hmm. So that's where that number comes from. Yes, very good. Yeah. So all kinds of good things are happening. Let's see. So we've got uh, Sam's birthday is coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. And then we've got a couple football playoff games, and we've got a... Middle school basketball game today. Tonight, first basketball. Middle school um, show. Mm-hmm. Yes, they got postponed. Yeah, got sure because half the right. cast got mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And a big wedding. Yes. So it'll be a lot of fun. Okay. Well, yeah, short and sweet this week. We've got a lot going on, but we will just keep up with the reading. And if you're, oh, if you're in my Wednesday class, we're off until Advent. Uh, and you would have gotten an email about that. So. All right. All we'll right. see you next week. Talk to you later.